0: The NBA season is heating up, and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Monday edition sports cards nonsense. Uh, We're in the middle of a fight, so I said we'll start recording now. I'm telling you right now. Jesse wants to stop with the ideas. I'm just saying this. We need to start expanding the brand. I'm all for ideas. I don't care. I think TikTok is the easiest way to do it. I don't have a
1: problem with TikTok. It's TikTok is limited scope as far as monetization goes and for who's actually in our clientele using that platform. I feel like if anything, we need to continue to focus where things are growing, which would be Facebook and To some extent, Instagram, Twitter is just kind of dead. I think we could do events. We could do more live things. On Facebook? Are you going to do this with me? That's what you're telling me? Yeah, sure. You know what? Let's have a conversation about the show. You got on Twitter and got into like a little discussion with guys about how you think SGC wouldn't lie to us about going into a deal with PSA because we're advertisers. Talk to the guy yesterday. I, I want to say just because you talked to the president of SGC just because he's a sponsor of the show and we like him, it doesn't mean he's not lying to us. There could be a huge
0: deal in the works that we have no idea about. Not that there is. I told Peter very simply, though, if it comes up, just tell me so I can just not respond to these things. So the guy who signed the NDA, who says, I can't. No, I just said specifically, this is what I'm going to say publicly. I need you to tell me if I should not say this. I don't need to know why, but if I put my name out there, I need to know, I was, and it was confirmed to me twice.
1: I, I'm not saying Peter didn't lie. I'm just saying, don't make comments like that. Because like people are going to think like we're hicks like who are just going to be taken just because someone told us one thing. People lie all the time. What's well, up, someone?
0: Not, I, I get sick of getting stupid messages and seeing 85,000 tweets from people who have. Just because you have a blue check mark on Twitter, by the way, most of those people I've discovered a blue check mark is confirming you're a moron.
1: I, I think you handled it. I think you handled it well. I think that that comment was just like. Oh man, we're not mad. At, well, it's okay. I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. I'm glad we're having
0: this conversation. I'm sorry we start with so much banter, Bill. <laughs> uh, the only this isn't even bad. The only thing worse than when Jesse's mad is when he says he's not mad and he is. I'm well, not okay. mad. We're gonna go ahead
1: and start the show right now and get into big picture.
0: Hey Jesse, how you doing? today, buddy, we're gonna talk about some cards. What do you got for the big picture? I know I threw a million subjects in the show notes this week. Where are we starting?
1: Big picture. I think we have to
0: start with the PWCC
1: auctions. It only makes sense. Oh, I sent you the, so I did send a link. Yes, you sent the link. I I didn't know what that was at first. I think I finally understood. So big news for anybody who has not already heard. Michael Jordan, PSA 10 rookie card, has set a new record for $840,000, over 100K more than the last one. And, and like
0: 400K over the ones that have been closing recently, even more than that.
1: And I think your point even yeah, even more than that, because it was like down to close to two hundred and uh, they the climbed 200s. up to about
0: three. Yep. No, crazy, so, crazy amount more.
1: I think your point on Twitter is probably the I, I think the most eloquently made statement about all of this. Um, I don't want to butcher. I want you to you make the point that you made the other day.
0: OK, so first of all, I've come. I, I've spoken to some people on Facebook who are friends with the buyer. The card was bought, paid for. It was a bidding war. The reason it went so high, I appeal. With a card like this, also, if you pull up that listing, by the way, from the link I sent you with the Jordan, you'll notice a thing at the bottom. In their opinion, it's almost like they kind of stepped in as third party grader. It is like in the top 5% of all Jordans or something. Do you see that line at the bottom of the actual listing? Uh, Yeah. So it's from says, PWCC.
1: In, yeah, this is actually on PWCC's site. It says sits in the top 5% of RI Appeal Spectrum and represents the very best copy we've had the pleasure of brokering in our 20 plus year
0: history. All right, so in their opinion, this is the top of the top of the line for a PSA 10. Better centered, it's in flawless condition. The reason this card went for so much is the buyer, I've been told by a friend of his that he is probably going to sub this to Beckett to see if he can get a BGS 10 or a black label. A BGS ten, there's only like five or six in existence. I spoke to a guy yesterday who made a cash offer of nine hundred thousand for one to multiple people, some of the five guys who owned that and could not buy it. So if that card were to change over to a BGS ten, it's a million dollar card right now. That's the reason it went so high. So for a
1: BGS ten, just to clarify, I know they you got the four subgrades. Does it have to be could it two
0: three tens and one nine five? Okay. So yep. two, if it has any two tens less- wouldn't do it. Nope, two tens, two nine fives is a is a is still a nine five. You need three tens, one nine, five. Now, if you got all four tens, you're talking about a black label. If a Jordan ever black labeled, make up a price. Legitimately. It'd be the only one in existence. Five million. I, I honestly I think the sky is the limit. But even just going to a BGS 10, which it sounds like this card will do, mm-hmm. you're talking a million dollar card. So now it kind of makes sense as to why the amount was so great. Here's the craziest thing, though, about the auction. And the reason we're starting with this, by the way, because this isn't like, hey, buy this or this or that. You probably remember this, too. When the Jordan started really falling, Mm -hmm. there was some, again, the blue checkmark brigade of morons I like to refer (laughs) to them as. Hey, we could be a blue checkmark soon. I'm working on it. Now we'll be dumber when that happens. Mm -hmm. But when the Jordan started falling, it was like, guys, Jordan isn't an indicator of where the market is. Just because Jordans are falling, the card market's not falling. OK, let's carry that logic through then. Well, then now the same morons who said it wasn't crashing because that happens. Well, now that this sets a record, I saw people yesterday I was like, oh, look, look what's happened to the card market. Everything's spiking again. Is it because I tell you, the other, people got butchered in that auction on other stuff that closed unbelievably cheaper than it's closed in the past.
1: What were you when you said that the other day? What were you referring to specifically that ha- was sold
0: less? Larry Bird, Magic, jo- Magic Johnson rookie, is a 9.5, sold for under 50000 I don't know that I've, I've seen that in recent history. The Dwayne Wade Exquisite sold for seventy two. dollars uh, What was the other one? The Kobe. Now, the Kobe refractor had some greening, they said. Some hulking, they call it. Those tops chromes get a little green tint to them. Still sold unbelievably cheap compared to what it's done in the past. And then even the Jordan True Gem. True gem plus. So a Michael Jordan rookie, the same card, that flare. It was a BGS 9.5, had three 9.5s and one ten subgrade. That sold for 72000 So this whole $840,000 thing, the buyer has a ton of money. I believe he's the same guy who bought the Luca for $4 million-ish. Loaded out of his mind, and there was a bidding war on a card. In no way do I think that has anything to do with the state of the hobby. I do happen to think the state of the hobby is a little bit better than it was two months ago but not because Michael Jordan rookies are selling higher. Somebody buying a million-dollar house makes zero difference to my collecting life. Well, I mean,
1: if, if you're basing it off the Jordan, then this would indicate that we're back above the peak prices that we saw earlier in the year, which doesn't make sense because we're right. not. Right, and if
0: you're basing it off the Jordan doing well, then why didn't we say when the market was crashing, it's because, oh, the Jordan crashed. Because nobody ever wants to admit that because people are dumb. That's the point. Um,
1: I do think the other point to this, though, that I've seen other people make, and I talked about uh, recently, is... Not all tins are a tin. I mean, this this is probably one of the biggest points we've seen in news, card news recently. Which is
0: funny you say this because this is a this is a hot topic amongst people, amongst real hobbyists too. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you come from an outside looking in, that I'm was one of the first hobbyist. things you sure one of the first things you said to me. I'm not even mad at you. I'm just mad now. It's I'm no not
1: mad at problem. you either. Oh, that, man. I honestly have been wanting to point out that you've been trying to catch fruit flies in your hands while you've been talking about Michael Jordan and no one knows. We don't have video. I still have a fruit fly thing. I don't
0: brand new house. What is happening here? Why are there fruit flies? Why? Um, Okay, go ahead. Can
1: we talk about what do you see PSA? Well, there's so many PSA things we're gonna talk about, but grading in general needing to be even more critical in the sense of maybe not critical, but maybe more broken down.
0: It needs well, to be more consistent. They're never going to change and do like 9.5. You don't think or, so? Or 92, 93, 94. No, I just, their model is so successful. And if you did that, I just think it sends a ripple effect to all the other old holders you have. So I don't think they'll do that. That
1: would be the genius thing for them because then it forces all these guys with the old stuff to send it in and regrade and repayment.
0: You can't get stuff graded now anyways, though.
1: But that's, they. I mean, that doesn't stop people from sending stuff in. They're still on a huge backlog and... Granted, once that comes up, I, I think, think it'd be
0: smart, but it's not going to happen. I just would like to see them be more consistent with their grading.
1: I I would agree. I think, though, this tin, like I think there's others that have tinned, but this is by far the best tin. I mean, I know yeah, that. No
0: question. Here, you know what else annoys me about PWCC, though? Here's the problem. You want to hype up this Jordan, right? So what do you do? You put a label on it. Top 5% best we've ever seen. Well, that Gretzky PSA 9 O'Pichi rookie looks like it was cut by your seven-year-old. <laughs> that looks like that looks like your daughter took pairs. Now those are hand cut. Yeah. That's fine. That looks like your daughter used some like scissors for cutting a crayon up and Not cut even. that card out. Doesn't look great. It is a brutal. Now those are all hand cut. You're never gonna get super factory tight edges. That card looks brutal. For a nine, it's brutal. And it's a nine. Here's yeah. my issue there. Why doesn't PWCC say, well, hey, this one's in the bottom five percent because it looks <laughs> like crap. I know why you don't do it, but I don't like you hype up one business standpoint. I understand why you don't do it. But if I bought that card and when that comes in hand, I'd be pretty irritated. Whoever bought that card, I'd be curious how they react to that card in hand. Maybe the pictures are unbelievably misleading.
1: Well, kind of like what we talked about before. I don't even remember the the service, but there's a card service out there that will grade your already graded cards to see if yours is a better grade or a lower grade or whatever. I can see that being something. As a space for, yeah, based on this yep. specific instance, being something that starts to
0: proliferate throughout the hobby. Absolutely, yeah. Um, other PSA news. Well, this is a business thing. The CEO stepped yeah. down. Just from a business standpoint, why don't you take this? Because I don't think it matters at all. But I'm curious on your side of things. I think
1: obviously the direction that Nat Turner wants PSA to go is gonna be more in line with Nat if Nat's running the company. Um fun fact, uh Nat who came on the show, um, is very involved in the hobby because he's even commenting on our Twitter posts when people uh start talk when we start talking about uh a couple this specific rip,
0: subject. Yeah, Rip PSA. He was yeah.
1: which you know <laughs> then he jumps in. And he starts like, well, what is it? Tell me what why do you think this?
0: I never mind because I've gotten some crap like that. Just since oh, we've I have become it. a like more of a name in the hobby. I find people like, especially the YouTube idiots, which I'm glad we're off there. But like in other venues, they would like make comments or they chirp at me on Facebook, and you can tell it comes with this attitude of like, oh well, he works for a major network, you know, not like he's gonna come back, so I can just throw. <laughs> I have no problem. You've you want to start had slinging? A None. I, I at all. And I and I think that's important though, because the, the one of the complaints we heard early on was, oh, we always comment on on Ringer stuff and people don't respond back, or either even big content creators in the card world. That dude, Jorge, by the way, George, whatever, uh, on Facebook, he actually broke it down in the Facebook group. Content creators, the views on their video, and their interaction percentages. No one responds to stuff. None of these big guys with, like, in the card space ever have. And I think you should respond to everything.
1: I, you don't know how many times I've messaged your boy, Brady, trying to get him on the show. Tom? Not gotten one response. I mean, granted, maybe that's a little different, but still.
0: Can you imagine if Tom came on today? He's like, wait, the one guy, the little fellas, the little fellas mad about TikTok? I thought Bill was going to show up today unannounced. Oh, like, God. what are you guys talking about? Sports, let's go. I mean, no, I'm yelling at Jesse for his you know, lack of desire to be a part of the show and TikTok. Oh, my God. He's like, what? This is what we're doing? Okay, anyways. <laughs> what is the Joe? Or- so Joe Orlando, CEO, steps down. Nat stepping in. Yeah. Your business savvy tells you. I
1: think this is bottom line.
0: Nat has a... a-
1: Idea for where he sees the future of this hobby, and he feels like he is the best person to run that. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, based on all the direction, not that Joe Orlando has done a bad job for PSA. Obviously, they they've done just fine. But when somebody buys out another company, there's a lot of time there's a little bit of a shakeup in executives. Um, it's not completely Surprising, but You
0: spend a billion bucks showing yeah. people in there.
1: But I I, I don't know if, if I'm the one buying out the company and buying out other companies at the same time, Golden and WADA and all these other things he's probably going to be buying. I, I'm kind of surprised he's settling into one specific company to be the CEO of, but... Does
0: that make you think... Now, let me ask you this, because, again, you know the corporate world. I do not. Does that make you think maybe their acquisition phase is over or slowing um, down? If, if now that he's settling into a job, he maybe he's not going to keep buying other things. I don't.
1: I think if he continues to buy other things, it will be hobby related, and he'll it'll be well enough. I think he will have confidence, or he will have the person. He'll already have someone in mind to take over leadership. So he'll, he'll either have confidence in current leadership, uh, or he'll have somebody ready to go. But I don't think that he has any intentions on being as big of a name in those companies if he plans. To be CEO of this company, because which is a full time
0: thing, I would. That's
1: think. what I mean. That's right. I, I just don't see how you could have time to do those. Okay. But he's a very busy man and very successful. So I got who knows? plenty of time. You I'd got plenty something. of thumbs and a lot of pies, and you're oh, and you're, you're successful. So wait you till I go. start
0: just taking off with this TikTok pie. <laughs> Oof, cannot wait. Um, so today's show, by the way, we didn't do the preview. It's literally just a million different things I want to talk about because we had a bunch of just there wasn't one main major card story. There's a bunch of different things. Um, where do you want to go next? I don't care. It's kind of like a rapid fire show, so do whatever you want.
1: Um, I know it's not already on here, but let's just go to the the playoff mailbag. pricing. <laughs> just skipped a mailbag in the show. Um, I did want to point out, uh, Giannis has taken another little jump. Um, oh, good. Quite a quite a jump, actually. So on the seventeenth, his car. This was is on- called
0: independent show prep, right here. <laughs> this is why Jesse is aglow with the fire. Look at. You can't stop this man. He was selling in the seventeen hundred range. What are we talking? Nice about? little jump. PSA ten
1: prison. PSA ten prison. Yeah, uh, I saw
0: that all over two thousand now. What's the? Do you have the pop on that card by chance? Twenty six hundred. Oh really? I didn't realize it was that high. Now to put it in perspective, Zion and Luca are like twenty thousand. Um, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was twenty six hundred.
1: I think that's one of the reasons why his value on this card is so much higher than I mean, granted, he's also a very good player. Well,
0: he and he's about to get into a weird space at his age. I I think he's only like 26. I'm probably wrong about that. Can you check how old he is? But here's the thing. At his age, two MVPs, a finals MVP. Well, potentially a finals MVP and a championship. That's that's. There cannot be that big of a list. He's already like top three all time or top five all time with the most 40 point games in postseason history. It's just you start to get on this trajectory where it gets really strange. Like people are already saying, is he the second or third best power forward of all time, which you know, I, I pumped the brakes a little bit. But the fact that we're hearing those discussions a lot of places is crazy. What is his age? 26. You know, he's 26. It. Yep. I mean, that's crazy. That That's that's young. I mean, Jordan had to be about that age when he won his first ring. Ronick, you know how old Jordan was when he won his first ring? Let's bring him back on here. I was not alive when Jordan won his first ring, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll look it up. Oh, Ronick doing some research. All right. I'll, we, We're going to start paying him. Um, eh, he gets paid enough. Gets I, paid. I think he's fine. Don't worry about Ronick. <laughs> but I just mean at that age and with those career accolades already. Um, the other point, though, I think he needs to win this year because I think the East gets so. I think it's a great time if you have Giannis stuff. Like we always say, there's kind of two sides of the coin. If you just love the Bucks, which there's a lot of Giannis fans, and I understand why he's awesome to watch, but I also like him. He doesn't flop. He doesn't whine about calls. He's a star, and he's as good as anybody in the league, right? And his stuff is not crazy overproduced. Twenty six hundred for Prism is a decent population, but you look at the stuff since then; it's not even. I mean, he's ten percent of these other guys we're talking about. Jordan was twenty seven. Ronick just messaged, so there you go. But the reason I like Giannis, I just think long-term, if he's going to keep racking up these stats and you're sitting on stuff now, unbelievable. It's like a 401k. It's just going to get better with age. Like It's just going to keep multiplying, compounded interest. And if you want to sell him now because you want a short-term flip, it's not bad either. I would tell the short-term guys this. And when I say short-term in his instance, I'm even talking about next season. It's going to be tough for them to repeat. Right off the bat, if they win this year, next year that Brooklyn team's coming back. I still think that Brooklyn team is next level. I mean, Brooklyn pushed them to Game 6, Game 7, whatever it was, without Harden, or without a healthy Harden, and without Kyrie for most of it. I do think this is the year they have to capitalize and get that first title, and then kind of see where you go. We know they don't have a lot of draft picks coming up, the Bucs, that is. They got rid of everything to get Drew Holiday, which has been awesome. If you win a ring, I don't care if you give up 9,000 draft picks. It's worth it. You got Middleton signed up long-term, Giannis signed up long-term there's not a lot of flexibility there so i think you got to capitalize on it now and then see what happens next year with brooklyn but either way i think you're in a great spot you can sell and make money right now i would wait until they actually win the title or you just hold it absolutely long term that becomes as just as hallmark rookie i think 10 years from now if you're asking me though that card's worth Way more than two thousand dollars. Honestly, I just think that's going to become the card. The market's continuing to expand. We have more collectors coming in. He's going to be the face, one of the faces of the league. So I think Giannis collectors are in a great spot right now.
1: That being said, Middleton has, is also up a little bit, but not nearly as significantly. He's about three hundred bucks for his rookie again, two thousand twelve Prism PSA ten. Uh, other than that,
0: Booker and Pollard down. I'm just got invited to a cocktail party. We're in Chicago at the National.
1: Which day? I thought we were, we had planes on Friday, right? We're doing Thursday thing?
0: night. Card ladder. Boom. Oh, Thursday. There you go. Hello. Do the girls know that we are not going to spend that much time do, with them? Does my wife know I'm not going to see her? <laughs> All right. Where do you want to go next? I like the honest note. I'm also one thing I am curious about, too, is I don't think we should. I don't think we will. And I don't think we are. Go, we should see a huge drop off in Booker or CP. That hasn't changed for me still. CP's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. Booker's still a top 10-ish type guy in the league. So if you're holding those guys, that's not the type of situation where I would sell it right now with the thought of, oh, I can buy them back later. I think the market's going to continue to improve. I think those guys are just so solidified where they are right now, especially Booker. And I love that team out West anyways. I think they're going to be awesome next year. I don't think there's any reason if they don't win and spike dramatically. I don't think I'd sell it with the thought of, oh, I'll I'll buy it back later. I don't know that you'll have the chance to. Interesting. So if you're a collector Um, of any of those guys, stay, stay in your lane. Don't go crazy.
1: The The one other thing I want to talk about, because I think this is the only real basketball that we've got on the schedule. And before we move to other sports, the other thing I wanted to talk about with basketball Sat real time.
0: quick. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Um, no, oh, what did man. you say? Though? What,
1: we <laughs> didn't what talk did about you? whatnot. That was a fun time. Um, oh, we went nuts on whatnot, yeah. Uh, but l- last thing for basketball, I did sit down and watch the Space Jam 2 movie.
0: Was it as bad as people said?
1: I made a comment uh, Friday morning when I had turned it on for my daughter and I was saying how I may uh, need to start getting into some LeBron cards because even though we didn't think the movie would affect his value, it had a really good hype up reel at the beginning for the credit scene. Uh, after watching the entire film. Uh, okay. When I say watching the entire film, I fell fell asleep for about 30 minutes of it. It was rough. Uh, as far as if you're a fan of the original um if you're a fan of acting um <laughs>
0: if you're a fan of good film okay it was that bad
1: it wasn't it wasn't my favorite i think it appealed probably more to like the younger kids who have so many colors and stimulants thrown at them for tv to keep their attention but um but that being said i don't i don't think it's going to do anything for his value
0: now there was a massive lebron sale that pwcc auction his exquisite 9510. now that was great at sgc I'm just going to say this. We're going to do the SGC BGS PSA price breakdown. We haven't done it in a few months. We're doing that on Thursday's show. Indy's already pulling data. Here's what's amazing to me. a Five and a half million or more Babe Ruth SGC. You know, old school Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, Mantle rookies, Maze rookies, five, six, seven figure cards SGC. LeBron that went for 900,000 SGC. And yet, somehow, people still seem reluctant with modern cards. I, I just think it's laughable. Now, the resale has still... We didn't know think it was going to happen overnight, and it's, it's not going to. It's it's still steadily gaining some traction. So we'll talk about more on specific examples of that on Thursday. But I still love the play. For 25 bucks. this is the first week this month that I have not sub cards with SGC. Because I don't have anything. I sold everything on Whatnot. But I'm still just going to keep doing it. 25 and submitting cards back in two to three weeks... It's not selling for full PSA 10 pricing, but I feel like my SGC 10 rate is a little higher and I feel like it's just on the climb. So I'm going to keep using it. And I'm not spending $200 a card unless they're big time cards with PSA. So like it, hate it. I don't know. And the holders, the other thing too, I just don't get people talk about the holders. You've seen them in person. I You saw them this week in person. Oh yeah. They're super, like they're very nice. I don't yeah. understand the... The tuxedo look. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so.
1: Um, I will say this too. I was thinking about it and. We keep talking about how the hobby is not going to survive if we don't get younger kids into it. Um, the younger kids who are getting into it, they want to get their stuff graded, And they know they can't with PSA right now. So their only option is SGC right now. I mean, for like a valuable, like someone higher up in the card grading space, SGC is the only real option. I
0: still think by the end of this calendar year, they're going to be the number two in the space, arguably. But I think they're going to be number two in the space behind PSA.
1: It's kind of hard to argue against that point. Just seeing is how many kids w- are getting in. They're getting their cards graded. And this is going to be instead of like you growing up and you were like, oh, I'm going to get my cards graded by PSA because that's where everybody goes. Well, they're going to grow up and be like, well, i got grew up getting my cards only graded by SGC because it was my only option if I wanted them back before I became an adult. You know, so <laughs> I, I do think it's I do think SGC is making a big move by being so available and having so much, uh, such a good turnaround time.
0: Yeah, it's good timing. All right, what's next? I'm letting you lead this whole thing. Just keep picking topics and firing away.
1: I feel like I took the sail out of your wins. I think you were you were fired up and then we did that. I don't want to scream. I don't want to yell anymore. So. <laughs> um, you want to get into Indy's report?
0: Yeah, I had him pull out some sleepers. We just don't have time today. I didn't realize how much crap we had. All right, well, let's just talk to Trout. Yeah, because Trout's been out for what, a month or two months? He's coming back soon. I, I wonder if he has any injury news report on there. Like, what is the update is on the injury. Um, but Indy pulled some comps on Trout stuff. I, I'm starting to kind of think Trout's getting to that range where it might be a buy again. Um, and Otani has been so dominating of, not only dominating on the field, but dominating the headlines, as he should. I think he hit his 34th last night. Uh, the other thing that's weird about Otani, he hit a ground ball to first and ran it out. The kid is just stupidly talented. <laughs> He's fast. He can hit. He can pitch. He's doing this because I sold the stuff two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know one cool Otani note while you're doing while you're pulling that up. Yeah, I pulled an orange Otani auto out of 2018 Bowman. His prospect, his first prospect auto for this guy named Chad. Chad DeBenny was an awesome customer. He used to buy the. He, he was always a big Pirates fan, but I think he got these in like a random team break, but he happened to hit the Otani. At the time, it was like 10 to 15 grand. He, I didn't realize this. He never sold it. It's graded a PSA 9. It's going to Golden Auction. I don't know when it starts. I told him to send it. But that's the first card that I know of that I personally pulled that will be going to a major auction house. I got to think it's 30, 40,000 anyways. I have no idea. with Stuff like that. But I'm, as soon as I find, the, like as soon as he sends me the link when it goes live, I'm actually going to cover that because I'm super curious to see where that card goes. Um, as far as I've, I've got trout for you for trout,
1: yeah. Um, but as far as uh update about his comeback, there was a report that came out yesterday. It doesn't really say he's eligible to come back as of the 17th. However, um no report as to when yet.
0: Seventeenth of August or July? No, no,
1: July. Yeah, okay. two days ago.
0: So yeah. his DL stint is over IL stint is IL over. Stint. Yep. But there's still no news about him coming back. Correct. No definitive dates. Okay. You gotta be getting close though.
1: As far as pricing goes, which, I mean, and that may be one of the reasons why it's kind of his pricing's come up a little bit from its lows. Um, that being said, we're talking about comparing his
0: 2011 Topps Update card. Uh, you want to talk about a crazy line? Can you? Do you have this on Card Ladder? Uh, no, I can pull it up, though. Do me a favor and pull that up. Okay. Um, 2011 Topps Update. That's his flagship rookie. Those PSA 10s. Talk about one of the most in, insane roller coaster rides on the chart. Due uh, over the past year, I'm almost positive at one point those things were hitting like $10,000.
1: Close. Uh, 7500 just about back in February. PSA 10,
0: 2011 tops update. Yep. What was the low before that? Or like... Yeah, it was... Those used to be $1,500 cards. I've bought and sold that card many times over the years.
1: So back at the end of 2019, this card was selling for less than a $1,000. Um, it had a huge spike up to a uh, middle of last year. So about a year ago, it started selling for about 3000 and then it just jumped went nuts in February. Like I don't really, what
0: what, which I mean, is funny because I, that, I know everything off, jumped,
1: but what but that's made the, off season. Yeah. Like, I don't understand.
0: And not to that's, mention the close of the year before that, when the stuff spiked huge, then it was not like he was in the playoffs. That's just an insane is, card.
1: So yeah, it jumped to about 7,500. What are they trading at
0: right now? Like, 2500. Now it's selling uh, back uh, at 3,000. Oh, it's three grand. Okay. Yep. So that's the first card people ask me about because we got some mailbag stuff about trout. I'm fine with you buying trout stuff. I don't think. What do you have the pop on that card?
1: 5,400 for the PSA 10. I'm all set with that card. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. If the card was 2,000 bucks, sure. $3,000 and there's a 5,500 pop count, I'm good. I don't think there's any. Hasn't won a championship. The only reason I would mess with that card is because blind hype, blind speculation caused that to go to 75 before. If you want to get weird and like take a shot on it, fine. But to me, you just go after his Bowman Chrome first. I'm not even talking autos because the autos are stupid. But his Bowman, his Bowman Chrome, you you get some of those refractors. They don't even have to be gems. BGS, PSA 9s. I think that is the safer play there. Much lower pops. I would mess with that stuff before I would mess with the update. So I like the Trout play in general. I don't love the update play.
1: Yeah, it, that does seem crazy high for someone who has a... well Indie, I, mean, I, know I apologize. He's great, I
0: apologize for not covering the rest of this report. I, too much crap today. And I started off by yelling at Jesse. No, it was good. You had to get it out. It's what nice happens fun. if we split? Did we <laughs> both get a show on here? <laughs> Jesse, you know they're
1: not giving me a show on the here. The Joy Hour with Jesse. And- oh man, I. You know what I've always dreamed of. You and me. I've talked about this. You good mythical morning. Rhett and Link. Are you familiar with this? It's a YouTube show. It's basically the two best friends. Just they do. They try wacky foods. They guess where something's from in the country. We could have a lot of wacky. Silly fun. You know, it's funny. I know you're trying to be cute with this, and that's fun. I'm, it's a good I'm idea. I'm being 100%. I would love to do that. You know, bro.
0: you get to that point, you build the... That's. I honestly, me and you are actually on the same wavelength here. This is why I want to build the brand everywhere else. Because then people have interest when you're talking about bullcrap. Right now, people have some interest if we're talking about cards. But we're in this niche market. If you build up the personalities and the brands, I feel like that's how it expands.
1: Guess what? I've got a great idea. Let's go to Nationals. First step. The Nationals. The national. Dang now I don't remember which one was right. You wait till we start taking over TikTok at national. <laughs> all right. Where, where going da- I'll dance at least once at TikTok uh, for national. You're a
0: good dancer. People underestimate the dancing.
1: People really
0: seem to respond positively on Whatnot when I sing. Uh, I can't stop the feeling. By the way, we were live Whatnot for under two hours. And we, we score around a lot. Some of those guys just one sale after the next. If you haven't checked out the Whatnot app, I love it. It's live rooms, live auctions running all the time. I always tell people, find some of the just more respected and just chill rooms. I don't think you need to mess around with most of the content creators on there. Were we respected? Because their crap, crap sells way too much. But you can do what we did. I gave Jesse a stack of like $900 in 20s. When stuff sold over comps, we just put money into people's <laughs> envelopes. So we had fun with it. They did a nice whatnot, paid for a nice $500 giveaway. And then we added a couple hundred bucks to that. We sold like 7500 bucks though. In It was ended up being 72 and change is oh, what it wow. ended up being. Nice. Nice. And we were for like two, a legit one hour of actual selling because we goofed around in between. But that's another thing. If you want to get more involved in the hobby, I just think that's what you do now. Look for other spaces, other areas to go. It's a great area to buy. To be a seller on there is difficult because they have such a backlog of sellers. But just continue to expand. Look for different platforms that are doing well that you can sell on and buy and sell on. I think that's another key to success in the market right now.
1: Don't overpay, guys. It's easy to do on there just because it's so easy to buy. Just because everybody's getting in does not mean you have to buy.
0: As the great Tom Cruise said, if everybody's doing it, it's a lot of guys doing it. You know a movie that's from? He was talking to Robert. He was talking to what? Not Robert Redford. He was talking to Paul Newman. Uh, Any guesses? The Natural. Oh, my (laughs) God. I haven't seen The Natural either. The Color of Money. Oh, that's a movie. They're pool hustlers. Paul Newman's fantastic. Are you kidding me? Have you watched it. The Natural, natural I, by the way? I got it. I haven't watched it I know you it yet. got it. Have you
1: watched it? No, I'm going to. Oh my God.
0: Eventually. Next.
1: next. Um... My disdain is
0: growing for
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Let's talk
0: K- KB Trade to Mets. A little baseball. Let's get into the baseball world. Oh, just very brief. I bugged Mark Feinstein this morning. I was like, hey, trade deadline's coming up into July. Anything big? He is... I think I can say this. I don't know. Sent it to me in a DM. So he, he knew what you were after. He would have told you not. I feel not like, yeah, that's probably true. So he, two things. Um, Marcelo Mayer, I'm neither one of those names are right. The shortstop <laughs> that the Red Sox got number four in the draft a couple weeks ago, him and his buddies who were, I mean, he works at MLB Network. I mean, the very, those guys know a thousand times more about baseball than me. And, well, than me. Not, okay. not so much you. You're on their yeah. level. Yep. Apparently, a lot of people thought he was going to be the first pick. They think he was the, the pick of the draft, and he's going to be an absolute stud. So, Red Sox, shortstop, Mayer. M-A-Y-E-R is his last name. Mayer, Mayer, I don't know. Um, apparently, he's going to be a stud. Like the, I, He's obviously going to be in Bowman draft that comes out in December, and probably Bowman's best. So he's not in anything right now. Nothing right now, because the draft just happened. He may yeah. I, I'm I don't know if he'll pop up in anything before then. I don't think so. But I would be on the lookout for that kid. Sounds like he's gonna be an absolute star. And he Mark also said he thinks KB is getting traded. Nothing confirmed, obviously, and this was like off the not off the record, but he wasn't he was just talking me and him. He said he thinks he may go to the Mets. If Chris Bryant gets traded to the Mets, we might finally see a nice hobby bump for him. Chris Bryant has a ton of collectors. I mean, he won the Cubs a championship after what, a hundred and eight year drought. Um, I, he won an MVP, didn't he? I think he was a league MVP one of those years. That's Jesse's it, no, thinking about that's Jesse bought a yeah. Cubs hat. You should know this. <laughs> bought a Cubs hat to wear at the Nationals. Well,
1: I don't know it because I have to return it because un-
0: unbelievably, it's too big. Ron coming through again. He was MVP. So KB has just never found that stride again consistently since. But he has a ton of collectors. I mean, he is one of the most hardcore collected guys in the hobby. Guys love him. And I don't blame him. Like the Cubs have a passionate fan base. They're collect. So if this changes something for you, then, if he, hypothetically, if he got traded to the Mets, if this changes it for you, you only like guys who stay with the team, I think you would probably see his pricing increase pretty quick. It seems like lately the hype off of a trade does as much to somebody's market as almost anything. If that happens, I'd be prepared to sell Chris Bryant stuff in the next week or two when the deadline comes.
1: Well, the hype is always like, because once it actually happens, it seems like that's typically when the, sell, the selling begins, because the hype is already bumped it up as high as it's going to go.
0: Right. Now, the difference is the Mets are also a first place team playing really well, probably playoff bound. Alonzo's finding his swing. He might get out there and get weird and play really good. I think it would be the safest play to sell him if he gets traded to a major market right then. Um, And if you want to speculate on him, not a bad guy to buy. So he's got his 2013 Bowman first auto. That would be the play to me. Those nine five tens, by the way, are Only a few hundred dollars. They're not huge like they used to be. He's got 2013, which is his first. He also has 2014. That's his second prospect auto. You can get both of them. Uh, I just think if you're going to make a play on Bryant, now is the time. Um, Because, again, the trade news, he may get moved.
1: All right. Uh, Prescott, Elliott, Lamb. I've got their pricing pulled up. What did you want to go over?
0: Yeah, just real quick. Just some NFL talk. The Cowboys hype in the media right now is ridiculous. I mean, one of the lead stories the other day on ESPN is, is Dak going to be the guy to challenge Mahomes for the MVP? We might have already talked about this, but what about Aaron Rodgers, the guy who won the MVP? How about (laughs) about someone challenge him first? I just thought this was nuts. Dak broke his foot into 40,000 pieces last year, (laughs) and now he's going to challenge Mahomes for the MVP. I mean, maybe, but it just tells me that, and Dallas has always been hugely covered by the media, you know, America's team. Although everybody hates the Cowboys, right least. rightfully. So I like Dak. I think Dak is very good. I like all three of these guys. But, you know, the other thing that's funny, though, we're seeing like workout videos of Zeke. And I just thought, yeah, he's a professional athlete and he's in the gym. Like, what, what is this groundbreaking? Like, this isn't the dark side of the moon being exposed to the masses. Like, he's an athletic kid in his 20s who's working out. Uh, awesome. Newsworthy. Yeah, but but it tells me the hype is there. If these guys come out and play like they should, I mean, they've got a good offensive line. They've got weapons. I like C.D. Lamb. I can never remember the other receiver. Oh, this is brutal. Ronick, who's the receiver? Came over from Oakland from the Oakland Raiders. He was, oh, Murray Cooper. There we go. Murray Cooper's a stud. I mean, they have legit weapons there. So I do, I, it just points to the sign that, man, there's a ton of hype getting ready if these guys do anything. So I'm curious what you found for just just kind of some general pricing for those three guys.
1: Overall, I mean, there's one stud above all of them, The Dak Prescott is much higher than everybody else, of course, because he's quarterback, but um, their values haven't done a lot. So first off, 2016, Prism, uh, Dak Prescott card 231, PSA 10. We're looking at current pricing of 760 bucks. Current pricing is currently showing it around $750, but I mean, honestly, that's right around where it's been for the last couple months. Um, Poised for a jump, some would say. Yeah, I mean, even back to January, it was not selling that much differently. Um, So ever since Super Bowl, he did actually, end of the year, December of last year, he was selling pretty low, 500. Because how far did they make it in the playoffs? They didn't. They they weren't even in. So then what, I don't understand uh, the pricing going up so much. In
0: the well, you're talking February, just the whole yeah, because February, area. everything went up in January, February across every Duh. sport in America. Duh.
1: Yep. Okay. But yeah. he
0: has maintained what's interesting though is but he's, he's maintained.
1: Yeah, that's right. The weird like thing.
0: that trout card was seven thousand dollars then. Now it's three. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Almost you look at almost everybody, everybody else fell off a cliff after that. He has not. So to me, I like that play. I think Dak, the media, everybody you there's gonna be so much attention and hype. I think he's gonna come back healthy and play well. Fantastic. So I like Dak first and foremost. Give me CD Lamb next, because and actually for CD Lamb, by the way, the one thing I did find was his Contenders auto. So he is 2020. He was a rookie last year. Didn't have a great season, although he had flashes where he looked very good for football, especially. I like the Contenders, just the regular auto. It's a it's a paper card. It's like one of their first pro uniform. It's almost like their flagship. It's not technically, but almost like their flagship rookie auto. Contenders is just a very it's an established brand. Like when you talk about Brady or Manning, the Contenders auto. I like his Contenders auto, and I think you can get that for like 150 bucks, if I'm not mistaken. I love Contenders. 2020 Contenders is probably oh, you've my got the, we've got those cases still. <laughs> sure, can't wait.
1: Um, CD Lamb stuff. Honestly, there's it's just very low pop. I didn't. I think it's just not a household name enough to really have a, enough. Market. Well, that's
0: not that's not it because he is a big name. I think a lot of it is the grading slowdown. That's why really? the pops are so low. Yeah, because I mean,
1: f- he's had like the card has like maybe fifteen sales over the last year.
0: What card are we talking about?
1: This is the 2020 uh, Prism PSA 10.
0: Yeah, but again, Prism came out at the when does Prism come out? Because this year's Prism is not out yet. Prism 2021 Football? isn't. No, so I'm trying to think of when 2020 Prism would have come out. But that's what I mean. If PSA is eight to 10 months behind on, on bulk orders like that, you're talking they're just starting to pop now, maybe?
1: Interesting. So we could see like a big flood of these right before the season starts.
0: So C.D. Lamb's another guy that I wouldn't mess around with the prism as much, although that kind of shows you the same thing. It's not like he spiked and fell off a cliff. He's been relatively consistent. I would just chase some of his other stuff. So for C.D. Lamb, numbered cards, optic color rookies, prism color rookies, contenders autos, I just think we'll see a spike in him. And I'm not a huge advocate of buying receivers, but I think he's talented. And I think that team's going to get just crazy covered.
1: I will say, though, over the last year of those sales, they ranged like they're basically averaging one hundred and fifty dollars with not much range, like as high as one hundred and sixty, as low as one hundred and forty. So not an artificial spike. However, as of a week ago, there was one that sold for two hundred and twenty eight dollars.
0: Yeah. And that's like you said, it's it's tough too, with only being so few sales. Like, what do you what do you make of that? I just think the CD Lamb market is going to be on the rise starting here very soon, especially. I just think basketball is going to lose so much focus because it's going to be done. When the offseason sets in, I think football is going to be the natural like, hey, let's start paying attention there and chasing guys and speculating on guys. I think he's a great one to speculate on as a Zeke. Although in this order, I would go Dak first, CD second. Uh, what do you have for Zeke? So Zeke was funny too. 2016, and one thing to remember there was no base prism. Rookies and Prism in 2016 were all silver.
1: Oh. Same in okay. 2017.
0: Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a base prism card. His base is a silver. Okay. There's no so distinction with
1: rookies. Yep. Presco. was like that. Okay. Um, so Dak
0: was doing 750. What's
1: Zeke doing? 192. What's interesting too is he didn't have a bump. Um, there was no real price difference when everything skyrocketed back in February, March. In fact, if anything, he dropped down a little bit.
0: Um, yeah, see, again, that just to me, I just feel like right now you'd be buying in low.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is honestly, it seems like one of the lowest points you're going to be at with him unless he just performs poorly.
0: Yeah, because back in the day, too, that card had spiked up to three, three, four hundred dollars before the huge market jump. If he comes out and performs well and the market jumps again a little bit, that could be a four to $500 card. Back in August of last
1: year, this was a $380 card uh, up to 400 then in September, it was up to 500. I mean, yeah, it's definitely been much, much higher.
0: Can we buy one of these on StarStock right now? They have one.
1: Uh, let's see. Ezekiel
0: Elliott. Um. We don't talk about, yeah, StarStock's another person or other socials. We we deal with them quite a bit. StarStock's into breaking now as well, but they have the platform where you can just buy and sell, transfer stuff to portfolios. The, uh, the discount code there is nonsense, all lowercase. You get 10 bucks for free when you deposit 10 bucks. But if they have a Zeke PSA 10, I want to buy it.
1: Uh, they have a Zeke. Oh, they've got the, the grades. These are base. Let me see if we can find a 10 real quick. Or even a DAX. Well, that's too much for us, I guess. Card 238 is... Sales are $450. There's an offer for $85, though. Um, what do we want to offer? This is the thing. This is what I actually do like about stuff because we found, like, we're just, we lowball a lot of offer these. Offer 200. Yeah, and then we just like, I get an email
0: one morning. It's like, oh, hey, your offer was accepted. Yeah, we forget to delete offers, and a guy <laughs> breaks his leg and they take, offer 200 bucks. I'll see what he, t- see if he takes. Yeah, we'll update that. Cause I'd like to buy one of those. I think that's somebody to speculate on. Um, I'd even say grab a CD lamb on there, but I don't know what he has available. So I don't want to take, I mean, as fascinating as this is for a podcast, us buying cards, <laughs> I guess we'll, I guess we'll save some we'll, for later.
1: We'll put that in the vault. We'll come back to it later.
0: Hey, we're pushing the one-on-one. We were going to do a bunch of hobby terms. Oh like, man. I, I like that idea. Those. Oh, we'll fun. do that next. Do we have anything else pressing? Oh, you know what we'll do? We're pushing collector's corner. I'll do that Thursday. Yeah, because there's a bunch of other stuff.
1: Well, and we don't there there are some questions. We don't have a ton of like stuff that we have. There was a lot of questions that we kind of discussed really recently, so I didn't use
0: all of them, but so let me hit a couple of these notes at the very bottom. Picks from phone. Oh, my favorite. I'm just gonna hit these all very quick. COVID. It's gonna be interesting if if we start seeing shutdowns again. Oh you know, man. The, LA just instituted the mask mandate again. There's some other states talking about there's rumors it's going to be the case in Illinois by the time the show comes around in two weeks because of the new variant, whatever it is. Um that I mean, this is what launched the market to unprecedented heights before. If we start to see shutdowns again, I start to get curious. Does this whole thing happen again? Um I don't know. Nothing but speculation, something to keep an eye on.
1: I I I when you put COVID on there, I was interested in what your take, uh, what your idea was, but I think I don't know. It's just interesting. It is especially with the market being what it is it's very similar cuz like we're starting to see the market yeah, like, start hit some dipping highs, anyways but now it's starting to dip a little right. bit with inflation could be a
0: weird perfect storm anyways uh Gary Vee was live on Slab Stocks the other day uh, yesterday actually just kind of talking about some stuff um again just funny he's talking about things a lot too he's going to be live at National I'm sure talking it just brings a lot of a lot of positive attention to the hobby i don't like that he ghosted it the past few months i've said that before i still stand by it but he's talking about it again now so it's interesting to me you know i did want to give a plug to eddie at geo Breaks. i i have never broken f1 formula one racing anything that might be like the product of the year formula one tops chrome is ridiculous that dude is ripping through cases and i've never seen more color and like unbelievable selling stuff i really thought the f1 thing was just like a, a trend I'm starting to think there's going to be some staying power though. Like Lewis Hamilton, obviously, is a stud. He's like the number one guy. But there's some other guys that it's just funny to me. Eddie told me last night, he's like, man, I'm buying four more cases. I cannot keep the stuff on the shelf. So if you want to break some Formula One, if you want to give it a try, Geo Breaks on Facebook, it's just weird. I just never thought I would see, you know, the breaking page. I started just ripping through cases of Formula One.
1: I will say for anybody looking to get into Formula One, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I've heard a lot of guys doing is – they know nothing about Formula One. And then they watched on Netflix. It's like it's a series yep. called Formula One Drive to Survive. And then all of a sudden they're they're hooked. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to check it out just because I am really interested to see what the hype is.
0: Uh, the only other note, then we already talked about the other things. Interesting car shows over the weekend. There was the Atlanta, uh, the Culture Collision, I think is what they called that show. And then the Dallas show that's been happening every quarter. Uh, so Nate Burns over at Grand Slam went to the Atlanta show The one thing he said, which they bought and sold a ton, very active, but he did say he's like, it's almost obnoxious, the amount of social influencers and vloggers that are there, (laughs) Um, which makes me feel better because we're going to be those obnoxious people at the show. The only good thing is we actually are a big name in this thing, whereas I think now everybody's trying to do it. I have no problem. You know, don't be a punk about it, but I just think that's the direction of this thing. People are trying to make a name for themselves in the hobby. If you can do it with a video camera, like cool. Um, But it is interesting. Even at smaller shows like that, it's happening. The Dallas show was weird, though. Um, the kid actually got arrested. He stole a Luca oh, off a table yeah. one day. We didn't talk and I happened that. to be in a clubhouse room last night. This guy, Luis, is the guy who kind of got him caught the next day. So he had kind of, he was shopping the card around a little bit. And then they heard about it after the fact. Like, oh, this kid, this card went missing. And they remembered, hey, this kid had it. They happened to get his the kid's phone number, I guess. Some of these details I'm getting wrong. But the main point was the next day they called him like, hey, we will buy that card. Bring it back in. This donkey came back in with it the next day, and the cops are waiting at his table uh, to get him. So I don't know, you know. I, I I know everybody on on social media is a lawyer. I have no idea if this, this it's going to be kicked out of court, if he will actually get charged, and you know whatever. The moral of the story is, if you are going to set up at a card show, or if you're going to bring cards to show around to dealers, be careful with your stuff. Stuff gets stolen every show. It just so happened they caught this kid on camera and they were able to set it up and kind of get him the next day. Nine times out of 10, that doesn't happen. Like your stuff gets taken off your table, it's gone. So if you're a dealer, keep your stuff in showcases. Don't let more than one person see a card at once. Hey, I want to take a look at that LeBron. Okay, open the case, take the one card out. You look, I shut the case. You know, if you got 10 guys around your table, hey, you're going to have to wait. Like that's just the way it goes. And hire people. I can't stand these guys who try to run a nine, you know, nine tables at once by themselves because they don't want to hire a kid for 15 bucks an hour to assist them. Bring help with you, you know, and if you're not planning on, you know, just be careful. Now, especially people are bringing six, seven figures worth of cards with them. Be cautious with your stuff. Have your stuff in a lockbox or in a backpack. Bring somebody with you to protect your stuff. Like I just, that is the... We're in such an interesting time in the hobby
1: where... It has grown to, you know, bigger than it ever has been, but it's also not too big to where you could be like talking to your buddy, like at a few tables down and you just start spreading the word like, hey, make sure they know like my Luka was stolen or whatever. And then all of a sudden we just found the guy because now he's trying to resell it because there was like such a close network of guys who knew about it? I, I think that's really
0: cool because yeah. And my advice to the criminals: don't buy serial number cards. <laughs> just take <laughs> that's like, also dumb. Yeah, yeah just take a CUNA PSA ten updates. Like there's 85 <laughs> trillion of those. What are you doing? Thank you for the yeah. advice. Oh wait, yeah. is that not? That no, it's good. That's I'm actually saying I'm what the about. I'm not saying I'm on the side of the thief. But <laughs> no, I, I I'm glad they caught him. I do. I don't want to see this kid. Go- I mean, I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions on how severe the punishment needs to be. He the kid is like 25. I say kid. He's like 25. So. I hope it's more than a slap on the wrist because I do think that could help to deter in the future. But moral of the story, if something of mine gets stolen at a show, I'll be honest with you. Do I want to see the person? Street justice. No, I just think, <laughs> you know what? It's my fault. Why, why Why am I leaving myself in a position to have my stuff taken in the first place? You saw how careful I was in Wisconsin. If I'm opening that lockbox, your two catchers' mitt hands are on it at all times. That's fair. You no, just, I, I agree. So just be careful.
1: I will say... At the the card show, being my I've first one, I've noticed you're
0: using that now. I used to be the oh, "I will say" guy. Man. You've really
1: taken that over. What was my old thing? I don't even now. I don't even remember. Mm. Um, essentially, you essentially, say that essentially I will say this. Um, at the card show, I didn't want to be the guy who was like, "Hey, you should put this stuff back because I could steal it." But man, could you steal so much stuff at these card shows? Like, like just like you said, the guy turns his like just turns 90 degrees, yep. starts talking to another guy. You bring two guys. I'm not, I don't want
0: to give tips, but I'm just saying. And if you're setting up at the National, don't leave your stuff under a table. I know it's behind a curtain. Oh yeah, somebody can just lift, lift up the curtain. The, cur- <laughs> the Breakers Pavilion used to be notorious for that. I'd see guys at night leaving 50 cases of stuff under there.
1: Like, oh, you're not going to, I know it's
0: a pain to carry that back. Carry it back. So anyways,
1: bell bag. Oh, wait, 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 wait. one last thing. And then we're going to the hobby. One hundred and one. We got
0: to do that still too.
1: Yeah. So just for everybody who's been clamoring for the merch, we have official merch available as of today. There is it's on back order, but it is actually available for purchase. This is at theringer.merchtable.com. We're getting a piece of this financially. I think if it sells well, then we will. If they sell two of them, we may not. But um, theringer.merchtable.com. Check out. The
0: official Sports Cards Nonsense merch. Hannah wants one. She saw the white one with the red sleeves or whatever. She's like, I want that shirt.
1: So, I want one, too. Unfortunately, um, Don't this, tell is me. this is what happens when I'm not involved. Uh-oh. The largest size is 2X. Come on. I, and I'm, I can't even get one now. They Our said old I'm, shirts
0: are available in Forex. <laughs> exactly. I will be wearing those We'll to have the show. other shirts with us at National. I'm going to sell them for $300 each. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a fair <laughs> asking saves, price. Saves a little steep. They'll probably just
0: be free. I'm going to charge some people, though. Uh, the 101
1: Hobby Terms. I actually like this because I My like least so many people. <laughs> I like so many people do not understand or did not for the most part. And still some I don't. Understand
0: what I didn't understand some of these either to, okay, to get these terms. Good. I put out on Facebook, like, hey, guys, like for the one on one, you know, kind of explain some stuff to the new to new people, because I think that is important, even though most people in the hobby hate new guys because they're idiots, because the people who hate new guys are idiots. The new guys are not the idiots. I do think it's amazing how much hate new people get, though. I want to grow the market makes me more money. It makes it more beneficial. You, anyways, so I put it on Facebook. Hey, what are some terms that we use and throw around that new people would not understand or wouldn't wouldn't get not easy to explain or not easy to interpret? Do, I don't know, two minutes, three minutes, whatever you want to do. Okay. Go nuts.
1: Um, and, and here's the thing. Maybe we can just do it fast because there are so many. Some of these I feel like are jokes. <laughs> um, so uh, But the thing is, I'm so unfamiliar. I'm not sure what's a joke and not, what's not um any ones that mike doesn't get if you guys want to shout it out in the comments um on our face facebook who are you talking to i don't know who listening. okay all
0: right rapid fire Uh, you read them i'll answer it go no facebook i don't know who it's from color match color match yeah no idea that's a term color match rpa rookie patch auto all that means a rookie card that's a patch and an autograph uh 0.5 away so if a card is 0.5 away from bumping to another grade, a BGS nine graded card might have, uh, let me think of the grading here, might have two nine fives and two nine subgrades. If it got a 0.5 bump, so three nine fives and a nine, the overall card would bump up a full, like a grade.
1: Man, Weston John provided a lot of these. Thank you, Weston. Right, uh, Weston John back. just opened
0: a shop out in North Carolina, by the way, Oak City Collectibles. I'm, I'm going to go out there and Oh, you season. know Weston. Okay. I like Weston. I don't want any more names though. Team bag. Team bag is the plastic uh, bag that you put like you can put a bunch of top loaders in. A team bag is generally large enough to fit one BGS holder. Well, those might be graded team bags, but just a a, a bag with a stick. You you pull the plastic, it seals itself. I've never heard of that it.
1: one before. That's but good. that's
0: what I put the cards in. Like when I'm packing the stuff for the what dot orders, that's what we used. Okay, uh, gem mint plus. It's a BGS. If it's a gem mint plus, it means it has three nine five subgrades and one ten. Now, if it has two 10s and two 9.5s, it's a gem mint plus plus. If it has all four subgrades that are the exact same, all 9.5, it is a true gem. And a min gem would be three 9.5s and one nine. That is the minimum grades it could have while still being gem mint. Man, I hope someone was writing that down. That's good to know. Uh, eBay one of one. Oh, that, you know what that means? You have a moron seller. Okay. They'll put stuff where it's like the cards numbered... Nine of fifty, but there's no other cards listed on eBay right now. Which who knows who they are? So they'll put eBay one of one. They do it because if you search, like say I'm looking for a Tom Brady one of one, I want a card that is actually numbered one of one. Well, they'll put that stuff with other ter- other cards just so mm. it triggers it when you do the search. Okay, it's just a yeah, it's a crap thing.
1: Um, is this an actual thing? Aces and eights?
0: Oh, it's a crappy Facebook group. Yeah, oh. Next. <laughs> dang it, Dale. Uh, case. Hit. Sorry, I hope I don't know who Dale. <laughs> Case uh, that a lot of times you're guaranteed like one specific type of card in a case. Like, good example, last week, Tops Museum Baseball came out. You're guaranteed one of those metal framed autos per case that is known as the case hit. Uh, TPG? No clue. Okay. Uh, SSP? Super short print. A lot of times you'll see like SP and SSP. Topps is big on this. Cards will be very low printed, but they're not serial numbered. There's some SSP cards that there's only 10 of them made. You'll have to actually you actually have to go to like tops or a checklist site to see the print run because it's not stated on the card. Like it's not serial numbered on card, but it is a super short print
1: PC personal
0: collection. Got it. Personal collection. I've got that
1: one.
0: Uh, seven break patch. Oh, so like if a patch card has a bunch of different colors and like seams in it, it c- oh, consider like God. the amount of breaks or, or seams in the card. Like breakups in color. Uh, Let's see. Complete rainbow. Oh, so like for prism, you go from like base, silver, blue, green. A complete rainbow will be one of every of the different varying colors in a print run of card. So one of every prism color of the same player.
1: Pop, that is referring to the population, how many cards there are. Yep. Um,
0: TTM through the mail.
1: Oh, they already.
0: Oh, so through the mail, though, some guys will mail off cards to celebrities like to baseball player or whatever, to have them autograph it and they'll send it back through the mail.
1: Oh, so okay. like so
0: you may, Sometimes you'll see somebody like, hey, this card wasn't pack-pulled. The autograph wasn't pack-pulled. It was TTM. Meaning, it didn't come from Tops that way. They sent the card off themselves to have the player personally autograph it and mail it back. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, PWE. Plain white envelope. Really cheap cards. You just send in a plain white envelope. I honestly didn't think you were going to get as many of these. Stuff. By the way, on PWE, if you're going to send that way, you have to write on the envelope non-machinable Otherwise, they get run through that machine at the post office. It doesn't matter how you protect it. It's going to fold the card up. So just write non-machinable. A lot of times you can mail one card with like one stamp, though. But I just write in bold on both sides of the letter, non-machinable. Who's, who else is going to know that? That's, that's valuable information. As I talked to my post office. Coin it. Oh, somebody wants, like if you have a card, and you just take a picture of it, then, hey, coin the card. In other words, put something on it. Put a quarter on the physical card. Or put a little piece of paper with your name and date Proof of life is what the coin is, basically. We want to prove to me that you, you have the card in hand. Um, slab Russian Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave's a donkey. I don't know what the other stuff means. Someone then
1: put right below it. They said 35 PT, 100 PT, 135 PT. Oh,
0: those are top loader sizes. Base cards are 35. That's the thickness. The higher the number, the thicker the the thicker the top loader. Base cards, though, are 35 PT.
1: Okay. Um, let's see, uh, c- clown. Vegas Dave. Good. Okay. Got it. Uh, BMW T? B. I've got that. That one actually came up three times or, uh, B well, someone else put B W M T, but then these people put i W T. I'm sure
0: I'll know it when someone says it. I have no idea. Respond to one of those guys on Facebook while we're talking. Ask what that is. B M W T.
1: Yeah. Except one guy put B, uh, someone put PWE BWMT.
0: Bubble mailer?
1: Bubble, bubble whaler. JT Hornbuckle said that. We're going to ask him.
0: Ask him right now. I want to know before the show's done. Now I'm curious.
1: Flipping? I mean, I think that's kind of self-explanatory, but go ahead and give it's it like to a us. a somersault in the air.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> Hang on. What's the abbreviation?
1: Uh, BWMT. Uh, It depends on who you ask. Another person saying BMWT. Yeah,
0: I'm posting this on Facebook right now. I'm curious. I have no idea. Uh, Okay, next. We'll do like two or three more and we can be done.
1: All right. um, I don't know if this is a serious thing. It says Cooks and then it puts
0: hashtag ED out of 99. Oh, there was a real famous, well, not real famous breaker, but he got famous because he stole a super nice card. Like he switched it on camera. He tried to like hide it. He's like, oh, we got a Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks. Behind it was like a Tom Brady auto or something. It was like, what, what are you highlighting this useless card up front? He just kept saying, Brandon Cook's a 99. However, one thing that was funny, bubble mailer with tracking, by the way. BMWT. There you go. Ah, Chris okay. Torres with a quick answer there. I'm deleting that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, interesting. I had no idea. But what was funny is like on then on uh, like the following week or two, I, it, Monday Night Raw. It's what it was when I was a kid. The wrestling Whatever the huge show was that came up, somebody who stood there with, like either had a sign or a shirt that said Cooks to 99. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> it is funny.
1: that Apparently, that's a known thing because other people put Cooks to 99 in here oh, too. Oh,
0: because the guy's a scumbag. It was like, dude, you just ruined your whole business because you wanted to steal a card. And what it was is he held the card up so close to the camera, that's all you could see. And you could hear behind it, like clicking of the plastics. Like he was going through cards. Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, and he's like, wow. oh, I'm
0: checking an email. Sorry. I saw, the, I saw this thing happen. He's like, I'm checking an email. I was like, what? what you?" Everybody knew. How long ago was this? Oh, probably two or three years ago. Again, see ya. Like I wouldn't, you ruined your reputation. Like, and good, I hope. Yeah.
1: Um, all right.
0: I think this is maybe the last new one. FF on Raz's. Oh, well, Raz is just a raffle. FF, meaning PayPal, friends and family. Ah, That's one thing. Okay. When people ask for payments, sometimes they'll say this is the FF price. Friends and family, meaning they don't pay any fee. Or it'll say GS, add 3% for goods and services. Sometimes guys want you to add money to cover the fees.
1: Oh, okay. note,
0: to, note to self, if you're a seller and somebody pays you goods, and you just accept it. It's the cost of doing business. You as the seller pay the 3%. Don't be a donkey.
1: <laughs> um there are more on here but if you if you've had enough
0: hey borrow well, i don't know borrow. this' is entertaining i mean
1: i i mean i think it's i don't know if it's entertaining but it's educational uh ppgs
0: ppff oh uh paypal pp yeah paypal friends and family paypal goods and by the way quick thing with paypal if you send friends and family you have no recourse if the person scams you always just pay goods and services unless you know the person i guess but
1: um, someone's pointing out they're, they're telling us RP for re means
0: reprint. They're just, yeah, you'll see something scummy. Sometimes somebody will list a card on eBay, like Tom Brady, rookie auto contenders, like everything's caps, like real highlight. And it says RP reprint, but people are scummy about it.
1: That. Okay. Um, it's funny because he pointed out the same thing. Uh, um, oh, that is funny.
0: I Different it. sense of humor. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Uh soft corners off center I think that's a, just referring to grading
0: right condition yep um xrc oh so xrc is interesting it's like before the rookie year so like select for example we'll do xrc redemptions um so in 2020 if you pulled QB1 xrc like that xr rookie like x, x rookie excuse me it would have been Trevor Lawrence from the year so it's generally a card that comes out prior to their actual rookie oh okay Um, I don't know what it stands. I don't know what the X actually stands for. I should, but I don't. Oh man. I think I had one last one. H2H. Last one. Oh, like select has like H2H boxes. Now it's a different skew of wax products. Now that's what it is. Do you have like retail mega hobby? H2H is another hobby skew that they've been making lately on some of these products.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Actually, there was one last one. GLWS.
0: Good luck with sale, man.
1: Just Here's the the thing. I'm thing. I didn't. That's true. Oh, okay. That is true. <laughs> That's true. No. A lot of times I will say, I think like you, I don't know if you, I'm, get, I'm assuming you don't know what certain things mean in social media. I'm completely wrong. You know, a lot of these abbreviations, at least card related.
0: This isn't going to make me think better of you after the opening <laughs> conversation. So why don't we just move on to Mailbag? <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It was a compliment. I was saying you do
0: know a lot. All right.
1: Let's get down to it, folks. Your questions in Mailbag. Mailbag. Uh, first question comes from Jason Hoven from the Facebook. Any any idea why some players' Bowman firsts are only available as an autograph? For example, oh boy, uh, Vidal Brujan, Brujan,
0: yep, yeah, for the race. is a
1: player who only whose only firsts on eBay are auto.
0: Yeah, I mean, some brands—that's all they'll have. They won't have any. So, in other words, why do some players in their first Bowman product only have autographs but not base Chrome cards in there? I, no clue. I don't know why. The, I don't know what how they determine that. Okay. Yep. No idea.
1: Um. Mm, dang it, Michael Ferrario. Somehow you got in again. here again. Is there any point in trying to collect a complete set anymore? Yeah, I still ch- chase sets. For that, it's more collector though, for not for investor,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I think you're doing it to collect. The tough thing is, though, if you were looking for older sets and you want them all graded, hard to buy them raw and grade them. Because like the commons, how are you going to grade them right now? It's expensive. Okay. So like the days of grading cards for six bucks each is over. So it has to be worth it. Uh, Tom Beans from
1: the Facebook. Love the name, Beans? Tom. Beans. Thoughts on the seasonality of the market. I Beans? when to buy... <laughs> when to buy sell a particular sport and is it
0: fairly consistent each year it used to be anybody who tells you it's the same as before is a liar though it used to be you could buy football up until july and it wouldn't start moving now we're seeing guys that fear of missing out right so now guys are buying it months before baseball spiked months before the season started i have a feeling the basketball off-season dip is going to be very short because people are going to start reaching early So there is usually a dip in the off season, but it's shorter and shorter as you have more people looking for the next guy to buy and everybody wants to be first to find it. So there's some there, but not a ton.
1: Every uh, Jason Peck from the Facebook every week I see fire sales on Facebook. They seem fun and easy. Do you have any tips for buying and selling with fire
0: sales? So fire sales just means you're selling you're selling cheap like you're you're. Here's the problem. Some guys run fire sales and they want full comps. If you're running a fire sale to me, your stuff should be 20% under comps. That's the point of a fire. Now just have a regular sale if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if fire sales as basic as it sounds. If you want to have a fire sale, price your stuff accordingly and you will sell. But that ties into a bigger point right now. A lot of guys are upside down in their card investments from the past four months. So when they're trying to sell, they don't want to get, you know, murdered on price. So they've, you know, they kind of try to sell it what they bought it in for. You saw what happened at Whatnot. Those mm-hmm. two Kobe Bryant rookies I sold, I sold one on Facebook. One sold for $1,400. I paid $3,200 months, six months ago. Oh, Okay, time to go. The SP PSA 10 that we sold for, what did that close at? Like $650, $660? Somewhere in that range on Whatnot. Something around there. I bought that a few months ago for $900. Yeah, okay, if you want to sell things right now, a lot of things you're probably going to be upside down in. So if you want to sell it, bite the bullet and sell it. If you don't, that's fine. I just don't like the guys who try to do best of both worlds. Well, I'm going to sell it now for what I bought it for in February. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I'm not going to pay you 7000 bucks for a trout update because you bought it in February for at the peak of the market.
1: Um, I think that's all great advice. Thank you very much,
0: Mike. Jesse doesn't care.
1: Clint Hayes wants to know, all right, so you've answered this question before, but it's been a while, new listeners. How is the best way to get started as a breaker? How would you suggest start getting product? You can't. There you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, pick a distributor and have a ton of money. The majority of distributors now, you know, Peach State, GTS, Southern Hobby, you know, a hundred thousand to get in the door, maybe more. It, you,
1: <laughs> and that's I like mean,
0: just for a that's for a small allocation, though, right? That's to get any allocation boxes at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it's it's brutal unless you can try to work with a card shop or somebody who has allocation. Hey, I'll buy. You know some less desirable products, although still profitable. If I can, you know, build a, but it's a tough game. Yeah, it takes a lot of money these days.
1: I remember walking into your old house in that little room, and it just being wall to ceiling boxes of cards, just like floor to ceiling is the term. Yep, wall to. <laughs> it's wall to ceiling, and where I grew up, I grew I grew up in a different area. Um, floor to wall. Yeah, I just. And I just can't imagine that being something that you could have gotten today with whatever. I mean, I know your business was growing, but at that time, it wasn't as big as it was when you sold the business. Uh,
0: No, I mean, at the beginning, our revenue annually, uh, you know, that was just me. Six to seven fifty ish a year, six hundred to seven fifty thousand. But the majority of that was allocated product like I never rebought at higher prices. I didn't have to. I was getting 10 cases of, of the cheaper stuff and you know, 30 to 40 cases of all the Bowman releases. Well, now, I mean, Eddie's spending a couple million a year, I bet, and he's getting 10 to 15 cases of Bowman. With rebuys, it's just a different world. Now, by the end, when the revenue was over a million, sure, million and a half-ish, probably. But yeah, it's just, you know, there's too many guys with money in this thing now. And you can't go in and just start buying stuff at retail or even above retail, because you've got to be able to sell it and make a profit. So... You really need to work on the community. I tell guys that first and foremost. Because even then, if you work on the community, you can buy from retailers like Blowout or something, and you can pay full price and market up a little bit enough to at least break even because you have a community that you've built up. They'll support that. And then as you start getting products in, you finally start building allocation and getting it cheaper. Then you got to give it back to the room. Like, hey, everybody else is at 1,000 on this box. I'm going to be at 900 because you guys helped get me here. Cool. Like, do it. So.
1: Well, I think that was one of the cool things game, about though. your room was like you actually kind of made it even for some guys. Like if, even if they, they paid fair and square, they they bought a box of something and there was all garbage in there. You would just throw in like a nice card or something or you'd give them a break.
0: And here's the other thing I always did. And I'll do this now. If you want to know how much a product costs, just ask. I, I will tell anybody any cost. We I always believed it then. I believe it now. You'd be fully transparent. You know, big break rooms, some of the biggest breakers in the world, they're paying the same as we're. So like last year, we were paying $2,000 for prism cases and we sold them for twenty five dollars to $30,000. I never understood why breakers had the need to like, oh man, I don't I don't even remember. <laughs> Everybody knows how much you paid for every product, period. And I, my 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 sales pitch then, it wasn't even a sales pitch, it was just the truth. This is what it cost me. The market dictates it's worth this much. I'm going to be, sell below market, but I'm going to make a ton of money. And you know what I'm going to do is if something happens, I'm going to make sure I make it right for you.
1: I would say too, like, as far as anybody who is looking to get into it, say you do have the money, you got to have a niche, like, do something different than somebody else.
0: Entertaining.
1: Entertaining is like, I feel like entertaining is just like that first step. You have to do that. But then after that, Make yourself different. When you yeah.
0: break, I want to be able to set up a couple cameras. I don't want you breaking from a phone. Like we do on whatnot as a joke. When I was actually breaking, there were two to three cameras set up. We had a list of teams and names on the side of the screen. You could always see product that never left the table. If the video went down live, I had it recorded. I would upload it, then start a new video and take care of your people. Get to know you. a guy comes in and spends a thousand bucks. What's his name? Who does he collect? You know, what team is he chasing? you know, a lot goes into that, but a lot of people have gotten lazy with that because they got, they started making a lot of money.
1: Honestly, I think, I think that's the biggest thing guys cannot reproduce. And that's what makes some guys more successful is the simply knowing your community and remembering, sure. like, Hey, this guy did that. Like for me, I'm so terrible with names and remembering like things that happened 20 minutes ago, let alone a week or two ago in a break. So like you being in there remembering, hey, I remember this guy bought this. We talked about this. You're building a relationship. Other guys may start a group and they there's no real continuity as far as the relationship goes from one week to another. Well, so, and I don't
0: know who said this, but it's one of the few financial quotes I always liked. In business, you should always be looking to build. Uh, oh Man, I, I said I was going to quote it. I can't even quote it correctly. But basically, the point was, you should always be looking for ways to improve so you're not complacent. And look, how could I build a business that was better than the one now? Hypothetically, if I wanted to build a better podcast. What mm-hmm. would I do to put this podcast out of business? How would I make that one so much better and apply it to your own business? That's kind of where, what led off with the discussion today. I feel like lately, I have been getting complacent with the show. And, I, and quite frankly, I feel like you have, not in a bad way. I feel like we have gotten complacent with the show. Yeah. So my thing now is okay. Everybody has a podcast now, right? Mm-hmm. Gary V was on another podcast yesterday. I think we're better than those guys. Why do I not have that guest on my show? Or hey, somebody's talking about this other podcast host. My product, our product, is better than that. Why weren't we? So then I start to think, okay, so now it's time to get going. Like what? I get that very makes com- sense. I get unbelievably competitive with this stuff.
1: That makes sense. I,
0: I know we're the best, but being the best is only. I don't know, 20% of the actual value of it because you could be the best if you're not sponsored by the ringer. Guess Mm -hmm. what? You have very little impact compared. So that's where I'm at now. This thing is, it's been six months. It's maintained. I don't have this thought now we're getting canceled. I, I, I have completely left that out of my head. So now, okay, cool. We're not getting canceled. We've sustained the show. We've done well. I like that. I feel like the last month it's been kind of complacent. Like I do. I just, so I'm now I'm just like, now I want to start just dis- just ripping into other things to make this brand expand across platforms.
1: I would say, I don't think it's as complacent as you think it is. But um, I think too, these are where like, this conversation is great to have you and I, because I think that you can help pump me up. And I think I can kind of bring you down a little bit as far as like, I think you may think some things, because you get very excited in, Into the moment, like if you see one comment and you focus in on it, but then you may forget like, oh, well, we had like a hundred other guys saying how great it is and new guys coming in and all this like really positive things that would say, oh, we're growing, we're doing well. So I'm not saying like you're wrong in the sense of we could do more, but I'm also just saying like, don't think that we're not continuing continuing to succeed. That's
0: very fair. Here's what I would say to that though. What harm comes from not pursuing what I, my thing, and
1: again, that's why I'm. I think you're right,
0: but as opposed, and I'm not. We're not even. We're past the argument. I don't hate you anymore, like I did earlier. That's as nice. As opposed to though, I can I can say the other thing though. What harm comes from going too far the other way of being a little bit like, no, it is good. With, then because you start then you get
1: burnt r- out because then you over you can overdo it, and then it's like you like we've done that before, and you probably forget where like we go at it really hard, and then it's just like, okay, well now I I need a break.
0: And yeah, I think, it, it, a lot of that came early, though, too, when you were doing all the production and editing, which was a ton. Since well, Ronick yes. and those guys take over that, though, now I'm kind of like, how many hours? Here was my honest question to myself the other day. How many hours a week does Jesse and how many hours a week do I actually put into this show, this product? Yeah. For what it pays, am yeah. I putting it as much as if I got paid this much at a nine-to-five job? I'd be working five times more. Yeah, but No it, one's going to pay me what also, I make doing
1: it's a different world, though. Like this It is, is a different not, world. It's not is. a nine
0: to five. No, but at the same time then, so can can there be more time spent in concentrated efforts? So we'll talk after the show. I'm fine. I'm not going to get into it again now. But what are one or two legitimate... You can tell I just finished that monster. I am ready to rip. <laughs> but that's my thing now. I want one or two areas where you can say, hey, we're going to focus on this platform and we're going to put more... work, And it will not take away from show prep time. I've actually mm-hmm. been fairly pleased with the product lately. But now it's time to expand the brand. That's my thing. We can be done. I, I'm preaching and I'm not trying to be. You know what you can do? You can go to sportscardsnonsense.com. Huh? What? For our <laughs> card services. Everything's on there. Grading, breaking, consignment, card shop supplies, card shops, whatever you need. Go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <sighs> Get ready for us to start blowing up TikTok. As of right now, I looked. we have 3,200 followers on TikTok and 17.4 thousand likes. We are going to shred. We haven't put out a thing, though. The last thing on TikTok was the meatball video.
1: <laughs> I, it's exciting. I I don't think you think... I, I think you think TikTok's going to give us something that it's not going to give us. But I'm excited to give it a shot. I'm excited to hear your
0: ideas. I'm going to call you up for the show. All right, that's it. We're done. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and Spotify, the best place to listen to podcasts. But if you don't want to listen there, listen anywhere else you would like. I'd prefer it to be Spotify. See you on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye, guys.